Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the Five Reasons Podcast. I'm Ethan Skolnick here as always with Chris Winningham. Now that you found us, make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcast provider. Also type in Five Reasons Sports to that provider. You'll get all of the other 14 podcasts in our network. And of course, check out our new website. Just launched it on April 1st, fivereasonsports.com. That's spelled out F-I-V-E reasonssports.com. Two S's there. In the middle, we have all of our podcasts there now. You can get them on Apple and also on Android. Also, voices columns, two to three columns a day from our contributors. All the latest sports news free, not like some of the other local publications. New video and merchandise. Now, today we're going to continue our six weeks of Wade series. As we're taping this, it's actually six games of Wade that we're down to uh, in the regular season. Now, when this airs, it may be down to five at that stage. But one of the things we wanted to do here on the pod is celebrate who is, you know, in my view, the most important athlete in South Florida sports history. And just to sort of put a number on that, um, I tweeted this out the other day and then our Giancarlo Navis kind of followed this since Dwayne Wade came into uh, the NBA in 2003, the New York Knicks have made the playoffs four times and advanced around once. And the Dolphins have not won a playoff game. And the Marlins actually have also not even been in the playoffs because they won in 2003, right before Dwayne uh, started his career. So that's the significance of Dwayne Wade. And we're talking to people who know Dwayne the best, who have been around him during this season uh, and past seasons. We talked to Quentin Richardson. We've got a couple more on the books. And today we're going to talk to a guy that you know on Twitter at as at Mr. Dub. That's M-I-S-T-A. D-U-B-B. He's Bob Metellus, and he is the guy who has been entrusted with chronicling Dwayne's last season, his last dance. He's been with him everywhere this year. And I just want to start here. Bob, where did this kind of idea of you being with him everywhere come about? It actually came from Lisa Joseph, his business manager. We were on a plane one day, and we, um, we were coming somewhere, and I took a photo, because I'm a photographer by, well, I was a photographer by trade for 1997, and we were in the car, and, and we were just kind of hanging out, and I took a shot of him, and I showed him, and he was like, he was reading, I want to say some fan mail or something like that, or something on his Blackberry, and I took a, a pretty dope photo, and I'm like, I was so excited about the picture, and I'm like, hey, I showed it to Lisa, and Lisa's like, show it to Dwayne, and Dwayne was like, yo, that'd be dope, it's like, man, we should probably we should probably do this like more officially. Like we should probably like really, really do this. And I'm like, I'm down. And so one of the cool things is that I, you know, we were, we kind of built a friendship already at that point. So it wasn't like I was a photographer coming off the street trying to say like, Hey, let me take pictures of you. Uh, we had a relationship. So for me doing it was kind of like easy um, because he was comfortable around me. And that's kind of, that's kind of how it started. Just him having a comfort level with me, me knowing what I was doing and being able to just take photos or just kind of, Capture moments, but not really. It's something that we always say: capture moments without disturbing the moment. And that's kind of how it just started. And from there, we've been ten years later. We've been kind of like just, just still doing it. And so this year, um, we've been kind of decided to just kind of just, hey, we got all this footage. 
like literally all this footage, terabytes of footage, and what do you want to do with it? So we kind of decided like let's let's really take a like a, a point and just chronalize this whole year and see what we can come up with. So that's kind of how it's you know kind of how it's all started and where we are right now. Now, one of the things that that came up when Dwayne was considering, you know, playing another season or declaring that it was his final season was he did it seemed a little bit resident about uh, about making this, you know, a big retirement tour and getting a gift on the road and, and doing all these different things. Um how have you found him experiencing uh these last few weeks, obviously the regular season, you know, the the, the playoffs not yet to be decided, but how have you found him experiencing this as it goes along as he almost embraced it in a way or or, or do you think he still is a little bit re- uh, reticent about it. It's funny because um, I'm sure everyone's seen the video um, the, the when he had made the announcement um, with him in the dark room. If people knew the, the backstory on that project, him actually shooting that to where we are right now, it's kind of been a long journey. And since we're at this point, it's when I, last night after the game, after the, the, the next game, after still, you know, six games left, like, what are you feeling? And he's like, man, it's crazy because it's surreal. Like, he's embraced it. And it's kind of cool to see how the fans have embraced it and just kind of like if you were in the in the garden last night, it was it was crazy. It was like they didn't know who to to cheer for. It was like they were cheering for Dwayne and the Knicks at the same time. And it was probably after the game was over, twenty minutes afterwards, it's half the arena still in the arena chanting for him and just screaming out his name. And it was just a big moment. And as we were leaving, you know, he kind of reflected it like, man, this is the last time I'm here. But it's kind of you know he knows it's coming, right? And, it, and it's like, are you ready? And it's like, how do you ever be ready? But I'm ready. I want to say he's too high or too low. You know, Dwayne's always been even killed. This is kind of where he's at with it. But it's cool because it's he knows it. like he, something you know is coming. I think it's a feeling you can't describe unless you you you're in it. You know, and he's he's in it, and it's like he's there and he's living in that moment, like every drop of it. He's living in it, and that's pretty cool to see. Like he's living in that moment of the fans embracing him, which is it's cool because you see him kind of like walking down to the aisles when the game is over, and signing all his autographs and. Last night after the game, there were hundreds of fans outside of the MSG, and he walked out and kind of waved and kind of things that I didn't seem to do before. Because I think he wants to just soak it all in, but also quietly reflecting on the moments, you know, as the last time playing at the Garden, last time playing in Boston, last time playing in um, San Antonio, and things like that. You know, it's kind of cool to see him just reflect on those moments. Yeah, well, a couple of things here. One, um, Lisa's not just his business manager, so why don't we uh, why don't we get that out here? <laughs> so Lisa Joseph Metellus, um, she is she is my wife. Um, at the time, though, when when it all went down, she was not my wife. We were dating. So just to be fair, that's kind of that's she. Lisa's the end. Lisa is the Godfather. She's the linchpin. She's the she's the reason that we I'm here on this project and this most of the projects that I'm working on like this. She's here, so yeah, just make sure she gets her just due. Um, but she's the glue. She's always been the glue for on on my side and on Dwayne's side. She's the connector. And um, so yes, make sure. And for people who don't know, uh, Lisa started uh, down here with Zoe uh, for years and years and years. So that's, uh, you know, that's part of this, this whole relationship. But there's something that you mentioned there that actually is a story that Lisa told me when I was working on a piece years ago about some things that Dwayne and LeBron were doing in the summer and some of the trips that they were taking, including to China. And you mentioned how Dwayne's kind of soaking things in. And sometimes I think Dwayne has not sort of recognized his own power over the years. I think it took him a while to kind of realize that. And one story that Lisa told me was, they were taking a, a trip, and I don't know if you're on this one, but taking a trip to China, 
And this was sort of at the very beginning of Twitter. And I, I guess it was Lisa or maybe it was she had Dwayne do it, but tweeted out someplace she was going to be he or he was going to be once he got to China. And he wasn't expecting anybody to show up. And, There's a trick to that story because you got the city wrong. Okay. So we were, this was during the lockout year. We went to Australia. Uh, we were in Sydney, Australia, and Dwayne, I, and that's when I got, I have the footage of this too. This is in the beginning of Twitter, like you said, and we're like, he's in Sydney, he's literally at the bottom, like he's on the other side of the world. I'm talking about like a 22-hour flight, it was crazy. And he tweeted out the night before, he called it a tweet up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at this location. I'm going to list the location a few hours before where we're going to be at uh, signing autographs. And again, like you said, he didn't know how much, like how much power or how much, like how much fans, again, this is sending, this is literally the night before. And the amount of people that was there, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen because it was, because you can't really manage something like that because you say, Hey, I'm going to do a tweet up. I'm going to meet you know my random fans, bring, you know, bring whatever I come sign it. And there must've been thousands of people out on a lawn in this park and we're trying to sign autographs for an hour. Not even an hour. I don't even know what the time, the time frame was, but it was like the craziest thing because people just couldn't believe it. I, I met this one guy there who said he must have drove two and a half hours for a different town to come to this to come to this. And he was in the back of the line, so he couldn't he couldn't make it up to the front. Um, but he was crying, and I'm like, yo. So I said, hey, film this, film this. Like, I'm gonna shoot it. You say a message to him. I'll make sure he sees this. But now in China, though. Which is crazy. In China, he didn't he didn't he didn't do anything like that. But when they know he's in China, unless you're there, you can't. It's hard to envision it. Imagine everyone in Aventura Mall, like literally everyone that works there and everyone that's there on during the holidays during Christmas is in one section of the mall because they know he's gonna be there. And just imagine that times ten. And he's like a rock star. And he must have like 40, 40 bodyguards trying to get him through these, these areas. And it's like. It's the most craziest sight you'll ever see. Like literally, like watching maybe the Rolling Stones and the Beatles in their heyday, like walk through a crowd. Because it's the craziest thing because you tell people this, they don't believe you. Like they're like, yeah, yeah, for real, right, right. They kind of give you that side eye. And I'm like, I'm telling you, it's nothing like you've ever seen. Forgive me for for being myopic and bringing it back stateside because, I mean, obviously that international appeal is incredible. And understanding that there might be a bit of recency bias here in terms of we're coming off a night in which they, they played at the Garden and, you know, the Knicks fans didn't really know what to do with it just in terms of celebrating the moment <laughs> and, and celebrating a figure. But um, I think our, our listeners would find it interesting that Dwayne Wade is more than just a Miami figure, even within the NBA, right? I mean, Dwayne has only played for, you know, three of the teams in the league. Uh, so 27 of them have only ever been opponents. And yet there seems to be this consistent pattern of respect around the league that almost no matter what any team has had an experience with Dwayne Wade in competition um, that those arenas respect him really I would say maybe other than Dallas and even the organization obviously you know put together a video and for the most part it's almost universal respect can you sort of give one example of an instance in which you were surprised that an opposing city, a non-Miami city, was so well receiving of Dwayne Wade? Outside of last night, which is so surprising, the first time it, it kind of happened when he played um, the Clippers. This is so. This is during a. It, you felt like he was a Miami game. Um, they. It was. It was because again, the Lakers were the first team to kind of do the, the tribute video when they did it. But when the, the night before, the game before that was the Clippers video, the Clippers game. And to see that arena, like, just chant 
his name, MVP. This is like in the third or fourth quarter. It was a crazy – his game was – he was cooking that night too. And it was funny because we were all like, yo, it's like a heat game in here. Like, it literally, the entire arena was like chanting his name. And I'm like – and it was the first – and because it was the first time, I think that's what kind of took me aback the most because it's happened since then several times, like in Washington and happens in Atlanta. And like, again, it happened last night in New York. But the Clippers game to me was the first time I actually like felt it, like the first time, and it it, it took it was crazy because we were like, man, look at this, it's like a it's like a heat game, and that to me I say was probably of all the moments, the first time it happening was one that took me the most aback. We'll get back to today's episode in a second, but first I want to tell you about one of our new sponsors here in the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is the attorneys at Seltzer Mayberg. Find them at onecalllegal.com. That's O-N-E, calllegal.com, or actually call 855 855- 5,000 Law LAW. They handle cases including but not limited to car accidents, slip and falls, and any personal injury matters. Additionally, if you mention five reasons, they will handle your traffic ticket for $44.99 with a new 15,000 square foot office opening on I-95 in North Miami. They will handle cases all over South Florida. Call now with 24-7 service for a free consultation. OneCallLegal.com or 855-5000-LAW. The attorneys at Seltzer Mayberg, a proud sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, let's go back a little bit uh, into his career because you've been around him, obviously, a lot longer than just this season. And, and I think one of the interesting things about Dwayne's narrative arc is that nobody expected him to be here at this stage, right? I mean, if you go back to 2000, I mean, go back to the middle of the big three era when he was struggling to play back-to-backs, when you know they had to slot in Tony Douglas for him a lot, at the, you know, right before games, when you know there were Twitter, you know, you know, hashtags about him being washed. I mean, that's six years ago. Yeah. What was, since you've been around him so much and you've taken, obviously, a lot of, quite a few photos of him, if I was to say, what was the most down that he ever was about what he was fighting through physically to get back to uh, the level that, that he wanted to get back to? What was it, w- would you look at sort of pre-2008, obviously, which, you know, I still believe he should have been the MVP in 08, 09, and I think LeBron right. in his heart of hearts probably believes that too, uh, probably. Right. Uh, or, or, or was it kind of that period of the big three, those last couple of years when, when again, I mean, he was still a star, but it was kind of like, okay, what are we getting from Dwayne tonight? What, what was the most down you saw him? Ah, man, that's tough because I, right, you're right about that, that, that the 08 time frame when he, um, he came back and he, and he crushed. But I think that time between um, the, second, I'm sorry, the third and fourth year of the big three era, that was um, – I think of all the moments I, I would say that probably was probably the most I've ever, like it, it kind of took us all by surprise. Cause I was talking to him the other day about, you know, there were games where, you know, he couldn't play back to backs. Um, his knees were, 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 were on Twitter and on social media heavy. Um, and it was kind of like, you know, your body wasn't doing what, you, what it was always meant to do or what it was doing before. Um, and I think for me watching that, like him trying to, to figure that out, that process, probably the most, I don't use the word down. I would probably say he was probably the most self-reflecting and not, like, because he wasn't Dwayne, like, he wasn't Flash like that anymore. Like, he wasn't, and that's funny, because I remember when he turned 30, and I said to him, I said, man, listen, you're 30 now, so, you know, things are going to be different. You know, and at this time, he's still in his prime, but after that is when we started seeing, like, you know, 
like like the like the moments where again like this is during the Pacers where the Pacers start he was like he's done like he's not coming back um, and things like that where he couldn't do like you say back to back missed all those games during those years during that big three era and it was like well it's Wayne you know like he's holding everything back kind of with you know that kind of talk was happening and um, I think. You know, Dwayne only listened to the like, to the noise outside of the game that much like that, and so it wasn't like that he was listening to that noise then. I just think, you know, your mind is strong, and you know, you know what you, you know what you're capable of, you know what you want to do, but your body's not responding that way. And I think for him trying to figure that out um, was tough. It was real tough. And since then, it's funny because now, you know, like you said, that was six years ago. He's changed his regimen, and I said to him, I said, "Man, listen, before you can do what you're doing now, back six years ago." Just imagine if you were doing some of the things you're doing now, then I wonder what, I wonder if the narrative would be different, you know? Um, and that kind of is, uh, for me, I probably take it more personally than he does. Um, Cause he doesn't, he doesn't really, again, he doesn't really care. Uh, like I remember during the, the year when they won the second championship um, and there's a clip online, I think it's still out there right now where Barkley's going at, like everyone's coming at him. Right. And, um, He's going for his third championship at this time. And his knees, everyone was talking about his knees, talking about his knees. And we were doing a little interview, and I said, you know, he was talking about it. And he, I'll never forget what he said. He's like, man, he said, I know everyone thinks that, you know, like like, like I'm down. But at, anybody, at any point, if anybody feel like they can come get me, come after him. Come at me one-on-one, like take you on that court right now. Like, I can tell him, he backed himself up. Like he was like standing up for himself. And I was like, yo, you know, that, that fight is still there. You know, the body might not... The body might not want to, you know, it wasn't responding and it was changed. So he had to learn to adjust to that change. But he was never, he never stopped believing what he can do. And that was always cool. So after me, he may have been like, you know, I say down, but like self-reflecting. But he was, I was glad to see that he was able to, to still be like a fighter in that case. Forgive me for not knowing. Did you follow Dwayne to uh, Cleveland and Chicago? I did. I did. Well, Chicago, yes. Cleveland, periodically. Cleveland was, uh, you know. <laughs> Periodically, let me leave it at that. <laughs> it's, it's Cleveland. It, it doesn't sound. It doesn't sound like you're terribly enthused. You weren't terribly enthused about being there. No, I, I spent 137 nights there in 2000. But who's counting? 15, Bob. So, yeah, who? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so 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 the reason I ask is um what were that what was that year and a half like um in in your experience and now that he's back with Miami um how have those fences been mended and how have you found him in terms of returning to the organization and having this storybook ending that was meant to happen? Um, it was it was to see that full circle was kind of. It was cool, I would say. I know, you know, a lot of people, like for me, even for me on my end, you know, I never, I'm from Miami. So for me, I never, I would never want him to leave. But he's also, Dwayne's a good friend of mine. So I'm like, I want the best for him at all times. During that time, you know, he's in Chicago and he experiences Chicago life. Then he goes to Cleveland because, you know, at the end of the day, he's a baller and he wants that, like he has that goal. And that process from that, from that year, because a lot of people on this, like a lot of people don't know that the year that he left, that summer was tough because, he he wasn't sure. Like it was such an unsureness going on. Like that, that was a very tough time in that sense. Of, we didn't know. It was a lot of questions that we didn't know about. And um, he had a very heartfelt message. We had a, a, a going away there. It was a very heartfelt message because again, at this time, you know, Miami's home for him. And um, even though he was going back home to Chicago, Miami was home. Um, like he built a home there. It's funny because I tell him all the time. And I said, "You going to Chicago? You know, you know, you're from the coast." So he said, "No, nah, man, I live in Miami. This, I, I'm not, not. I know I was born there, but no, I'm from Miami." Um, and as far as taking the temperature, because I was like, I'm from Miami, so I'm like, I'm afraid of the cold. 
Well, anyway, so that process happened. He's in Cleveland and, and he's there, but it's always been like a pull, like from Lisa, from UD, like a pull, like, like, like come back. Whenever you're ready to come back, just come back. Just come back. Like, we can make this, we can make this like, you know, let's do this. And um, I think for him, things kind of had to have happened. And I let him tell that story himself. But things kind of had to have happened for it to have to come back. And now him being back, it was a good. It was it, it was good. Like, I think even though him being away and he had to, to experience that that other side of the fence, him being back, I think. It- this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Almost like it tastes better now. The book is officially can, can close now. Well, I don't think it could have closed in Cleveland. I don't think it could have, you know, and it could possibly have closed in Chicago, but it's supposed to close in Miami. Point blank, period. I remember, and I always appreciate you for this because I, I never, uh, when I was covering Dwayne, I never, you know, I, I never really took pictures with him because it's just kind of one of those things that you, you just don't do as a reporter. <laughs> but, but, but when, 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 when I, when you know, he had his last camp here before he left for Chicago, yep. and uh, and I actually asked you to snap one, which I have in my office here because I, I didn't, I thought that was it, right? So I was like, okay, I'm not covering mm-hmm. him anymore, so it's okay. It was the summer of 2016. Take a picture. <laughs> Uh, and you said that to me, so I, I do appreciate that. But I remember that day because you know I came came away from that. I was with I think I was with Mike Wallace and a couple of the other writers, and and we were like, yeah, he didn't want to go. Like I, it was just obvious. Like he was not yeah. the, the whole thing. And you know, obviously there had been some communication that I'd had with him during the process. But like you know, he he didn't want to go. Like he he wanted to be appreciated. He didn't feel he was appreciated. And so 
he felt he had to take action. And obviously, look, there's a lot of sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of water under the bridge at this point. But at the time, you know, it, right. was, it was difficult. And, and so I do remember that. Um, I do want to get this back to something with you here from this year, though, because obviously I think the thing that everybody's going to remember from this tour he's had is the Jersey exchanges. Um, oh. how, how did that kind of idea come about? And Look, let's throw the LeBron one to the side here for a second, because obviously there's tremendous significance to that. Right. And also Dwayne played great that night and it was a great game. And so, uh, you know, there's there's a lot that went into that. But is there one of all of them so far that you liked the best when you got a chance to shoot it? Oh, good question. I think the one I liked the most, uh, probably the one that was the most surprising, because I think I think the one I tried to stick out the most for me was the one with the kid from Atlanta, the, the rookie. Oh yeah, Herder. Herder, yeah, and and the reason because is because because the kid didn't know what was gonna happen. Um, apparently the kid is a big fan of Dwayne. Was number like it was like a huge fan of Dwayne from before, like from back in the day. And um, he, Dwayne, because I remember so from so like for so when the game was over, I kind of like get on the court because to kind of capture these moments, right? So I'm, I'm in the stands usually, and I'm walking onto the course. I'm walking from that from like from where the Atlanta Atlanta benches. And I can see him go up to the kid to call the kid to come back. Because the kid is actually about to walk off the court. Like, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't know. He don't know what's going on. And he calls the kid over, like, come on, like, let's do this. And he, the kid is, like, completely shocked. Like, what? And it's crazy because that was a moment where I thought, man, that's so that That's cool. Like, you're, 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 you're a basketball idol. The guy you kind of looked up to kind of, like, he heard and, 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 and he came and said, hey, so you some love. And that was I think that was a dope moment. Like that was probably of all of them was probably the dopest because it was so, so unexpected, so unexpected. And I think that you know that kind of shows the kind of person Dwayne is. You know, he he ain't gonna give you always the same thing that you're gonna expect to get. He's gonna surprise you, you know. And that was a moment I felt like that because I think for that kid, he's gonna be. Like he gonna cherish that moment forever, you know. You mentioned something earlier that I, that I wanted to get back to, um, and that was the uh, the announcement that he was going to play again, and uh, and and that whole day. And you mentioned there was a backstory there. If you don't, I mean, if you're not comfortable, feel free. But do you mind sharing oh, what, what 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 went into that? So that whole summer, and people understand, like that whole summer, Dwayne did not know what he was going to do. He was back and forth. Back and forth. So a lot of people don't know that I, I shoot for some a few other athletes and Chris. I'm sorry, I, I also work with Chris Paul and him and Dwayne are very close friends. So I was with Chris Paul during the summer and I'm telling him, I said, I think Dwayne might be leaving. Like I think Dwayne is done. And he's like, Nah, nah. You know what? So then Lisa calls or somehow Lisa gets him on the phone. Lisa wants to get on the phone with Chris and Chris is like, I'm talking to Lisa and he hears over. He said, You know, I'm gonna call Dwayne right now. So he calls Dwayne, um, and next thing you know, he comes back. He says, "Yeah, man, he's gone. Like <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. He's gone." Like, I, he, he shocked himself, but he's like, "Oh, yeah, he's gone." And at that point, it's crazy because as a, as a big time Miami fan too, this is I'm like, "Man, this is over." Like and I'm like, "Man, this is like over, over." And um, is, and, is, and, is, is there, me, is there a reason why? Was, was there a sense that he was giving off that 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 everyone kind of understood that? Yes, he was very clear in his remarks, like I'm not coming back. And mind you, he said it. And here's another thing: he said it actually after the Philly the Philly playoff game. Mm. And Lisa was like, "You can't leave, right? You cannot leave." Lisa's like, "No, you can't leave." Like, like no, that's not going to happen. Like, you can't leave. You gotta like, you gotta have. A, a tour, like a tweet. Dwayne's like, I'm not doing no tour. Like, I'm not doing this tour thing or doing all this. Like, no, I don't need to be like 
celebrated like that. Like, I don't need that. Like, I, I don't need that for my career. Like, I don't need that for me to feel vindicated or like validated, so to speak. Um, and Lisa worked on them the entire summer. And Gab worked on them the entire summer. And Gab kind of went back and forth on the two. Um, but she was like, no, nah, I think, you know, like, you know, like to finish it off. So he, the way, you know, that, you know obviously it's no secret now, but, you know, with Kavya and his, and his daughter coming as well, he wanted to kind of be there like, and then be, and be present. So that, he struggled, he struggled with that. And he struggled with, you know, his, his agent, his long-term agent, Henry Thomas, passing earlier that year. So for him, it was like, you know what, time to close this chapter and let's move on to the next. So after Chris got on the phone with them and at, least we, at that point, so this is August time frame. We're like, oh, he's not like that. <laughs> he is done. And so um, that, and so in September, we shot this, right? So he's like, you know what? He's saying he's like 85, 95% done. He was going to, he was going, he was going from 100 to 75, 100 to 75 leaving. So at this point, no time, it really went down to 50 or 55. It was always, uh, but it was a chance, right? So you're saying there's a chance. So <laughs> I never forget. So I never forget that that September, um, it's close to my birthday. That's why I remember it. And he's like, "We're gonna go golfing," and he's like, "We're gonna go golfing, and we're gonna make a video so we can make my announcement." And I'm like, oh, "What are you gonna do?" And he's a, he doesn't tell. He, at this point, he doesn't tell any of us what's going on. So we go golf that morning, and I go. He said, "Whenever you're ready, Bob, just have a camera ready." So I'm like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna get ran out of studio. This is a Sunday. I ran out of studio and open locker." So we're in Aventura, and I said, yo, I the only thing I can find I was open that had available, and it was an open locker. He gets in the car with me. So he doesn't even get a driver. So he gets in the car with me, and we drive over to open locker. I have my camera, um, and I'm like, all right. So he tells me as we drive, he said, when we get in there, I want you to set it up, and I want everybody to leave. And I'm like, what do you mean? I said, I, 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 who's going to kind of watch the tape? Like, who's going to make, make sure everything's kind of focused? And he's like, no, nah, I want to I do this by myself. So I'm kind of nervous. I'm like, I'm just going to make sure it looks good because at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't want you to say whatever you're going to say and it's out of focus or whatever. So I get my, I get there, I got my guys there with me and we kind of put, we set up the studio, we test it out. Um, and he has a certain look. So it's funny because Dwayne had what he, what he wanted it to look like um, predetermined. And so we got it set up when we were doing it and I set it up, I mic him and he's like, All right, everybody leave. And so mind you, as a director, like, I'm telling you, like, listen, like, you sure you don't know? Like, I can, I, I can keep a secret. Like, you're like, everybody <laughs> leave, right? Um, so I press record. I hit That's what I do on two cameras. I press record on both cameras, and then I leave. And then he's in the room for 20 minutes. And so in my mind, we're all outside. I said, yo, he's gone. Like, it don't take us that long to say you're coming back. It takes you. You're saying your goodbyes now. And now I am I think a lot freaking. of people had that thought. <laughs> I'm freaking out. I am freaking out. Because I'm like, I call Lisa. I said, yo, I think he's retiring. I think he's going to say he's retiring. I said, because he's been in the room for like 20 minutes. And he's just going. I'm like, oh, snap. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. And I'm like, ah, so I'm nervous, right? And then he comes out. He said, I'm done. I said, what do you say? He said, you got to wash the tape. I'm like, really? <laughs> Are you serious? And mind you, Lisa and the team wants to put out the message out today or that Sunday. This is like Sunday around 1 o'clock. So I'm like, all right. And so I literally, I called my editor that I know. I said, listen, I got a tape. I need to cut it today. So let's watch it. And so I say, so he tells me, I said, what? You've been doing for a long time. He said, well, I, I, I had to do the ending a couple of times, how I wanted it to end. Um, but the rest of it, I did it all in one take. I said, all right. So I go rush down to Kindle, meet my editor. And so I have to watch it now. 
to mind you, I'm watching it, and as everyone who's seen it before knows, he takes you through the waves watching it. I'm like, oh, snap, he's about to retire. Oh, snap. So I'm going back and forth by watching it. I'm actually getting emotional watching it. I'm like, oh, snap, he is going to, he's about to announce his retirement. Oh, damn. And obviously, you see, he does it. And I'm like, super excited. I call Lisa. I say, oh, no, he's coming back. Whew. And I'm like, we go back and forth. And I'm like, so he put the, so he, I had to cut a video, send it to her so that he could, then they can go tweet it out and or whatever they end up doing. But I tell you right now, that might have been of all the times I've ever shot Dwayne, the most nervous I've ever been because I didn't know what I had, so I didn't know if it was good or not good, if the sound was good or not good. Like I didn't know because I couldn't monitor it, so it was it stressed me out a little bit. I love uh, I, lo- I, I love the idea of you getting to Kendall and smacking your forehead and going, "Damn it, I forgot to white balance." Damn. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. I'm telling you, it was a it was a very tense day that day that that one Sunday morning, that one Sunday afternoon. Um, but like I'm sure for all he fans, um, it was one that I'm glad that they I'm sure they're glad that that we got it went out the way it turned out the way it turned out. You're listening to the Five Reason Sports Network. We've created a menu of intelligent and entertaining content on demand for commutes, workouts, and more. And by now you're already familiar with the 15 different podcasts in our network. Today, we are proud to announce the premiere of our brand new website, FiveReasonsports.com. On it, you'll find columns from more than a dozen of our hosts, many who are professional writers in the market. Watch original videos from shows like Miami Heat Beat and Balls Cast. Browse our full merchandise shop. And unlike other outlets in the area, there's no paywall. Everything is absolutely free. All of this from a network that's credentialed from all five major sports teams in South Florida. Oh yeah, did we mention that it's free? We're by Miami for Miami. We're sports on your schedule. We're Miami Sports On Demand. We're the Five Reason Sports Network. Go to FiveReasonSports.com today. Bob, what's crazy about that is I think I think I saw him two nights before because he had his 800 degrees opening with you, Donald. Yes. Right. Yes. And so and so he he was and and look, I think Dwayne had a little wine that night too. So we, we were hoping. Uh, I mean, I, I have a video of Dwayne mocking Stabbed Gundy, which is terrific because he he was you know he 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 was having some fun that night, and we and we were like, okay, maybe we can get it out of him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the maybe the wine will talk. <laughs> but uh, but it. it, it he didn't end up doing it until Sunday, obviously. So, I mean, we, we didn't have any idea, but it's funny because he didn't talk about th- that night. Like, I mean, maybe he did on the side to some people, but he didn't talk about basketball at all that night. So we, we were, you know, we also came out of that, like, okay, is he, isn't he, what's he doing? He's opening a restaurant, you know, I, you know, what's UD doing? Like it, it was all kind of, uh, confusing. Now I know because you're telling me that you didn't even know what you shot in advance of whether he was retiring or not. So you're probably not going to know the answer to this question. But I have an opinion about how these jersey exchanges should end um, and that I've expressed. I mean, to me, there's only one person he should exchange a jersey with at the end, and and that's his brother on the team. Um, That's who? And that's his brother on the team. That's uh, To me, the jerseys that should be exchanged on the last day are are 40 and 3, honestly. Um, Can you give us a hint? Do you know anything? I, I don't. I think I, it's funny because even with Dwayne, I think it's it kind of changed. Like, not necessarily changes. For example, there's sometimes where he has a plan, and then it's like the, like 
i.e. the Golden State game, something kind of happens, he makes a miraculous shot, and then the plan of who he's going to exchange jerseys with doesn't happen because, you know, it's celebratory. So things like that kind of happen. Oh, really? Um, I, I don't have any idea. So sometimes you go into this post-game thing not knowing. You don't have any idea on some of them. Exactly. Sometimes I don't know. Like, obviously, when he was when it was um, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, those, like those moments, I, I, I know. I just know just by this nature. But like these last these like these last few games here specifically, um, I, I I don't know. And I sometimes think for him, he doesn't know because now at this point it's kinda of, kind of it's kind of, it's kind of become a thing. Um and I think and what people don't know is that originally the plan was Dwayne was only gonna do it three times originally. Um he was gonna do it with um LeBron, Chris, and Mello. This is how it started in the beginning of the season. That was the original plan. Um, and obviously it morphed into what it is now. Um, so right now I have my theories. Um, you know, I, like I, the one you just mentioned, I, 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 I went down that way too. And as, and you, are you talking about the game against Brooklyn or are you talking about the last Miami game? Well, no, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the game against Brooklyn. Although I, I guess it could be here, but I mean, I don't know who he would do it with in Brooklyn. I mean, who's left, right? Like, so, I, you know, right. sometimes I look at the schedule and I don't know. And then obviously, look, I mean, as we tape this, the heater in the eighth spot and there could be playoff games, but I don't know that it wants to happen. He wants it to happen during that. So yeah, it's either the Philly game at home. I guess it could be, I mean, I assumed it would be Jimmy. Has he done it with Jimmy yet at this point? No, he has not. He has not. Right. So, so I, my, my guess was kind of like, unless he wanted to do it with Udonis for the last time here, uh, or I assumed it would be probably be Jimmy against Philadelphia and then Udonis in Brooklyn. But I mean, who knows? But I mean, to me that, that seems that closes the chapter, right? They came in together. We assume they're going out together. I mean, I know Udonis is, you know, kind of bounced back and forth on this a little bit, but uh, we assume they're going out together. And, and that is the person he's most associated with, um, you know, certainly in Miami. I, obviously, maybe LeBron nationally, but in, in Miami, it's Udonis. So that, that's kind of what I assumed. But like I said, I, you know, I don't know. You don't know. And, and the other thing is, we don't know how that last one's going to go. I mean, if let's say right. he's in Brooklyn and they finish ninth in the East, I don't know if he he's going to want to do a jersey retirement or a jersey exchange right. at the very end of that, other than just tossing each other's jerseys to each other in the locker room. I'm not sure. So, <laughs> I, I, so now I will say this: um, he actually did one with Udonis already when he was in Cleveland, um, and he's mentioned that to me before. Um, so he technically was the first person to get a jersey from Dwayne. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. Again, you know, I still like the idea of him doing it with Udonis again in Miami, but technically, technically he already did one with Udonis. Um, wow. Yeah, so so that's something to keep in mind. So who knows what ha- ends up happening? Um, so for those, you know, if it doesn't happen, one thing we can always say is that he, he was the first. Now, we can say he's the first and the last, you know, two, but as of right now, he's technically the first when he did it with. And Dwayne does it obviously out of, out of respect because football players did it, uh, soccer players has done it for years, so he's something like paying homage to, and so that's why he kind of did it with with Udonis back when he was getting. Because at that time, you at that time when he did it with UD, he didn't know he was coming back or he was ever come back to Miami. It wasn't it wasn't a guaranteed thing. So so for him doing it to to UD at that time, it was supposed to be like a like a, a singulatory thing, you know. And now obviously it's changed. So. That's kind of mind you. You that is the only one that got a jersey from, from another, like a, a, another jersey from Dwayne. That's not a Heat jersey. We can kind of look at it like that too. So that's something to think about. Bob, I want to close with you here because obviously there's going to be a next chapter. You mentioned that Dwayne has talked about the next chapter, you know, in the past, and that next chapter could have started three, four, five years ago. 
being around him so much, how do you think he replaces the game? I think we're all trying to figure that out. I know he has – Dwayne has done well for himself in the sense of he's, he's, he's put himself in positions of, as far as his businessman, as far as different companies involved with the 800 degrees, um, stock company apparel. Like he has, he has a lot of, you know, pots in the fire right now. I, I just – I think until you're not playing anymore, you can't really find that, 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 that balance. I think until you're not playing, they have to find it for him, like his routine, so to speak. Because, you know, he's been doing this for 16 years. I think um, what that, what that, what he does next. Um, I, I, I mean, we all kind of looking forward to it. I know he has a lot of things that he can do if he wants. Um, I know for the first thing, the first steps is he gonna take a break for a moment, and then after that, I think the, you know, choice is kind of his. You know, he has like literally lots of different places he can go um, into and get into because you know he's kind of done well for himself to put him in those, put himself in that position. I was, which is, I've always said one of the smartest things he's ever done. Um, just make himself, you know, like he has a lot of interest out there doing different things already in place. So I just think he's going to just, you know, if I was putting a bet on anything, it's going to just increase his time into those things. You know, he probably spent more time in China. You know, probably, you know, like those things, I think he's going to just keep developing those business opportunities for himself, as well as, you know, new things, new adventures. You know, who knows? You know, I think the word is kind of his. You know, he kind of has... As you can see, you know, you look at Dwayne right now going on this one last dance tour, and we were kind of all talking about, like, look at this, like, how he's being celebrated. You know, Dwayne, at the end of the day, has, you know, he has, like, a presence and a, and a, and a, and a presence about him of being humble and a cool guy to work with. And I think that's going to translate into, the, uh, into the, the world outside of basketball. You know, I know one of his admirers is, he admires Magic Johnson quite a bit. And who knows, he may be the next Magic Johnson in that sense. You know, who knows? I mean, kind of the world is his, really, at this point. Really appreciate the time, and and uh, and I think there was a lot of stuff in here that people didn't know. So, so we appreciate you sharing that. Awesome, awesome, no problem. I appreciate you having me. Thank you for the time. Um, you know, Ethan, I got you. Whatever you need, you let me know. And um, we got some things kind of in the works. So, if I know for those who outside of what they see on my Instagram and things of that nature, you know, obviously I got all this content. So, I'm sure I have a feeling that you're gonna see that content in some places outside of the world after it's all said and done. for listening to the Fire Ringer Podcast. Thank you so much. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.